entertainment, sports, culture. This is Raleigh Co. Radio, podcast presented by Raleigh and Company. To uh, this week's edition of Spooning with Dimitri, and for the second week in a row, I uh, record and look out my window and see a field of wintry white all across the land. Uh, at the end, I believe, at the end of last week's episode, I shared my advice with you to immediately go out and get a robe. Uh, it's coming in very handy this morning. Actually, this afternoon, almost as uh, I record that. Well, no, 9:43. I guess it's still morning. I, um, you know, when you have kids that get up early, the the time all goes away from you. Anyway, let me talk about Mike Hacker. He's the guest this week. He is uh, not only the owner, but head chef behind uh, the Pie Pushers food truck, one of my favorite pizzas uh, in all of the Triangle. And when I go to uh, food truck rodeos, you might remember me talking with uh, Nate Adams about this. Uh, Pie Pushers very much is one of the tent poles of the day. That is like probably right in the middle of everything I do. Mike uh, and his wife Becky were cool enough to uh, invite me into their home in Durham yesterday. Uh, Mike and I sat down on their on his couch and had a good chat not only about food but about music uh, as well. Mike, uh, you'll learn in this episode, came uh, to North Carolina from Seattle to be part of a band. And speaking of which, that band, The Future Kings of Nowhere, that's the music uh, you're hearing today. The name of the song is uh, Driver. I was going to actually use thank you for being a friend here for this episode because uh, so many of the other food truckers we talked to point to pie pushers uh, as helping them get off the ground. But, you know, when I found out Mike was uh, was a drummer in a band, I thought, you know what, might as well use their music. So, again, the name of the song is Driver, uh, and I think the EP this is on is Pirate, and it's on iTunes if you want to go uh, pick it up. But anyway, uh, stick around, enjoy this chat with uh, Mike Hacker, and I'll talk to you on the back end. The day that we met two years ago I know she really loves me too I can see it in her eyes Even if she won't admit the truth I'm gonna track her down We're gonna build a house I'll never let her out of my sight So are you from Triangle originally? Um, no, I moved here at the end of 2007 mm-hmm. for a friend of mine. I was playing music around the area that needed a drummer. Oh, cool! To kind of do full time touring and that yeah. kind of thing, and I was getting a little little burnout at what I was doing. So I was like, okay, I'll move across the country from <laughs> Seattle. Oh, wow! And uh, just do this. Yeah, for a while. So yeah, we did that for about a year. Band was uh, Future Kings of Nowhere, uh-huh. and um, yeah, did that for about a year, and we toured around and. Like three people in a van full time <laughs> that can get a little bit much. And so I, uh, you know, I guess I applied at Watts Grocery in January mm-hmm. and met, uh, I already knew Becky, the uh, other half of uh, Pie Pushers, and she was working at Watts then. And we just kind of worked together and, yeah, decided that uh, we wanted to be our own bosses. Yeah. You know, as anyone that starts taking the restaurant world seriously, you know, it's like right. you, you kind of go a couple different directions, you know, and it's, you know, 
one of those is opening up your own place and yeah food truck scene was kind of starting to come up uh only burger were doing their mm-hmm. things parlor food crepes were starting to come around and just kind of felt like that was the cheapest easiest not easiest but definitely cheapest um option most affordable you yeah know, to just latch on to a commissary someone else's kitchen and just try and you know, make your way and get your name out there. Yeah. See if people are into it. Well, you know, I, I want to get into the, the start of the truck because, you know, sure. the last couple of food truckers that we've had on uh, both point to you guys and Only Burger as sort of oh, the, wow. cool. you know, sort of the, the, the guys that drove at the very least the rodeo, if not the whole thing. Sure. Uh, so we'll get into that in just a second, but I do kind of want to jump back to your time in Seattle. Were you making your living mostly as a musician or were you working in kitchens? Then uh, too? Kitchens. I went to culinary school oh, yeah. at uh, Seattle Culinary Academy. Um, there's a plethora of culinary schools out in the Northwest, Yeah, you know, especially in Seattle alone, there's like six or seven. Well, my sister know. went to uh, college in San Francisco and even, okay, so you know, no. even your regular schools seem to all have a culinary. Right. Exactly. Amount. There's something. Yeah. So the, you know, it's a, they definitely push that, which is really awesome. You can, it's a different feel. You yeah. Know, definitely foodie towns. Um, but yeah, I went there, um, I guess around 99 went to school, uh, just, Worked in, what, five or six different restaurants around there. Mm-hmm. Um, lasted there about eight years. Decided that, uh, you know, things get really pricey in big cities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially the Northwest where computers are the are the way of life. So, uh, yeah, that with uh, my buddy Shane wanting, um, needing a drummer. Just mm-hmm. kind of decided that I needed to come back this direction. So, you know, just kind of natural. Yeah. You know. So, w- you're working at Watts Grocery and you and Becky decide we're going to do uh, our own food truck, was it immediately, I know how to make a good pizza or was it, we're going to do our own place and we'll figure out what the concept is. Uh, it was pizza immediately because it's the one thing I'll never tire of making. Right. You know, like <laughs> I made it before I went, before I decided to go to culinary school, it was just a job and I've worked in several pizzerias and kind of once you learn how to throw dough, you're not going to forget, you know, it's one of those. Yeah. You know, um, so I, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just the passionate thing. Me and my mom made it a lot, and it's just kind of been one of those family things. You know, everyone likes pizza. You'll find very few <laughs> right. people that don't, you know. So, yeah, it just, just kind of seemed natural to be that's what it is. You know, you kind of get tired of making most cuisines after a while, you know, yeah. and you can put anything on pizza. Well, that's what know? I was going to say when you were talking about that everybody likes pizza. Everybody seems to be a little more willing to be adventurous with pizza because at the end it's sure. still pizza, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard to mess that one up. Right. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, you, um, you know, th- there's this... Uh, I don't know if it's a if it's a saying or the way people talk about pizza as you get up into the Northeast. You know, people talk about all the time. The further you live away from New York, the more you're willing to accept as pizza. Sure, uh, that's you guys, funny. You're right. You guys, for as um, adventurous as you get with what's on a pizza, you still do the very traditional, super flat crust, great big slices. Uh, there must be some sort of uh, I'm guessing some sort of base, some sort of. Um, inspiration in terms of that style that new york style of pizza for you yeah that that's just where the comfort is yeah. right you know that's what i recognize as pizza you know i love me some chicago style as well but oh, as right. far you know but as far as like you know my platform you know that that's just the way to go that that's the only way you can get eight slices in at once yeah you know <laughs> you know, you know well, it's also like, there, i would imagine there has to be a huge difference in terms of cost for the the chef Sure. Maybe because, you know, one's a pizza, the other is essentially a cake with marinara sauce yeah, g- g- Exactly, yeah, and you can only have one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, uh, so you, you, you buy the truck, well, tell me about buying the truck or the, 
How did it all come about? Did you find a truck already outfitted to be a food truck, or did you have to, you know, find a vehicle and then start making your modifications? Sure. Uh, there's a plethora of places across the United States that will outfit, right. you know, trailers and food trucks. So we pretty much priced it out. Um, there weren't a lot of people doing it in the uh, in North Carolina mm-hmm. um, at the time. So we found... Were there even a lot of people doing it in the South? Um, you know, it's crazy. The further south you get, like everyone does it in Miami, oh, you know, okay. and it kind of trickles up. There's a couple of places in Georgia and uh, but really it was like uh, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida. Hmm. So we found a place in Mississippi that was really reasonable. And essentially they outfitted the trailer um, with the refrigeration, the plumbing, electrical hood fan, all that. And then yeah. um, on the way up, we uh, we found um, some. Uh, deck ovens and a warmer and a couple other things and uh in charlotte so we just picked it up on the way on the way up from mississippi yeah and put it together ourselves you know so what was the food truck culture like during the time you're out in seattle uh because non-existent really yeah yeah, like there was i think there was one really trying but it really didn't get started until i left i know that um they're going going through culinary school there and going uh, living in restaurants essentially that um, there was one health inspector in particularly that was really against all food trucks mm-hmm. in general. And really, you know, he was, you know, up in the ranks there and really, you know, made it very difficult for yeah. anyone to survive in that. And like, I would see, I would be going to shows late at night and would see this guy accosting hot dog vendors at two in the morning. This guy was for real. <laughs> in Seattle, not in, even in like Seattle. a tiny like Aberdeen or no sort of like no, small No, 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 exactly. No, this was like downtown Seattle. So, <laughs> so this was, this was this, you know, this guy's caliber. So, I feel like he kind of went away. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. it happened, but I feel like, you know, I heard through whatever that that he's not there anymore and that their, you know, their food truck scene is booming. Yeah. You know, I've visited since I've lived there several times and there's always somebody new. Right. They've got a great barbecue truck that's shaped like a pig. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all stainless steel. That's one know? that seems to show up on TV all yeah, the time, yeah, right? does, yeah, I guess he is pretty popular. That's yeah. the first one I remember seeing. Okay. You know? So the, the, the Northwest, um, you know, Portland is probably the place everyone thinks of when they think of food trucks. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> but so it sounds like that sort of that whole thing that is at least in terms of Seattle, uh, as popular as food trucks are up there now, it seemed to happen just going on your story, really fast and like a lot, really a lot happened very yes. fast. Yes, yes, everyone saw it saw it happening. And yeah, just kind of jumped on it. It's yeah, like, oh, we can make money. Yeah, I mean everything's really expensive on the. Mm-hmm. I feel like on the Northwest, you know. Yeah. So to be able to afford a rent, you know, like in any kind of space, you know, that's pretty limited. Right. You know. So when you came to North Carolina, or I guess when you get to the point that you're ready to start your own food truck, what is it you're seeing? I know you mentioned that Only Burger um, had already was already up and going. Were you getting into uh, were you getting into a business that was? I don't know, struggling to find a foothold, or did you see at least that there was enough that you thought I can do this here? Yeah, I f- I felt like uh, Durham was really accepting. You know, like I always mm-hmm. saw Only Burger selling out. You know, anytime right. I saw a food truck, they seemed to be pretty busy. And this was, you know, five four years ago, five years ago, five years ago when we were planning it. And, you know, a lot of the restaurants that we're enjoying today weren't there, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the bars like Full Steam and Motorco and whatnot were just building up or just beginning. Right. And they wanted a way to keep, you know, people there drinking at their establishments. Mm-hmm. And we were easy, you know, so yeah. there's just food trucks were the easiest way to, 
to make that happen. So I felt like it was, it's harder now to find a place to set up and you gotta, you gotta kind of uh, dig a bit more and, you know, use your resources. But then it was so attractive that we were set up anywhere. It's all, there were really no rules in place, mm-hmm. you know, so you could just kind of do whatever, you know, within reason. So now there's definitely more rules in place. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things, you know, you talk about that you saw it happening in Durham, you know, living in, I lived in Durham when we first moved here and now live in Raleigh. And, okay. um, so I've sort of watched the food truck thing happen on both, in both towns. And it sort of made me think of, the, the story with Atlanta was kind of way behind the eight ball in terms of food trucks, not, not just in popularity, but in terms of even, you know, sort of going back to the guy in Seattle, even yeah, letting right. them get off the ground. Right. Uh, it almost seems like the bigger the city sometimes, and maybe it's just a matter of the bigger the city, the more red tape, but the bigger the city, the more fighting has to be done to establish a uh, food truck scene. Well, sure. I think it all goes to, uh, you know, who's doing the city planning and, right. and you know, what restaurants, you know, companies are, you know, are represented in that and, you know, yeah, you know, which way we want to see the city build. Yeah. You know? Uh, so how important, uh, is the fact that North Carolina has in the last decade, decade and a half become this major beer state? How important <laughs> has that been to the food truck scene? I think that's going to be great. Yeah. You definitely see it building. We def we get hit up by new breweries yeah. all the time just to, to start something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. I know that there's a, uh, Pony Source, mm-hmm. they're uh, starting a new brewery in Durham in the next year, year or so. So I, I think they'll they'll definitely use food trucks quite a bit. So yeah, I think they def- they're good pairings. You're right. <laughs> yeah, and because of that kind of pairing, not only that, and we'll get into the food truck rodeos here in just a second, but given the fact that Pie Pushers, you guys have done so well for yourselves in terms of finding those places to be and, and being very visible in those places, um, do you have... Uh, do you have designs on a brick and mortar location or are you guys very comfortable being a food truck? Uh, we love being a food truck. Uh, I would say most food trucks are always looking for a brick of and course. mortar location. So that's definitely in the works. Nothing I can talk about now, sure. but I would, you know, everyone's looking on building and, right. and moving their business forward. Right. So sure. So sure. And I guess once you become a brick and mortar, when and if that ever happens, you can sort of, like you and Becky can both breathe the side of relief of we don't have to go look for a new business anymore, look for new uh, places sure. to set up anymore. I think it's more that uh, we would be able to have the food truck do the fun stuff that we like right. to do instead of sitting at business parks for two hundred dollars a day. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> you know? There's only so many RTP lunch rodeos you could exactly. be a part of. Not that we don't love them, right? <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how the food truck rodeo in Central Park gets started. Sort of not only the brainchild for it, but Talk to me about that red tape, about the the hurdles you have to jump over to do that. You know, I wish I knew more about it. My wife Becky handles that. Mm-hmm. You know, she does she does a huge amount for the food truck radio in Durham. Yeah, and um, I'd say it started before we had started. Um, I know Brian from Only Burger and mm-hmm. some of the people from Central Park were, you know, um, big ambassadors to make that happen. Um, but as far as and I feel like Becky came in, you know, cause she wanted to be a part of the community with food trucks and, right. you know, obviously help our truck. And she's, you know, she's definitely organized it and turned it into the, the very structured, you know, manageable beast <laughs> that it is today. Yeah. You know, but it's, you know, there's, I feel like again with Durham, the red tape wasn't, wasn't really there as much because people are, you know, cause people are, 
you know, welcoming you know, right. about this whole thing. So it's more just, you know, confining it and making it structured than really having to, you know, deal with the city with anything. Yeah. You know, because everybody wants us to survive here. Yeah. You know? well, yeah. And <laughs> there's know. also a, well, you know, that's a very good point because obviously the one of the big hurdles to jump over in Raleigh was restaurants putting up a fight. Yeah. I know the guy, guy, the, the gentleman that does, that takes care of the Raleigh rodeo has definitely yeah. jumped over a lot of red tape. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, a, you know, I, like I mentioned earlier, having lived in both cities, I say this, like no sort of, uh, you just based on personal experience. There's also a hipness that exists in Durham of let's try this new thing. Sure. That frankly, sometimes doesn't in Raleigh. You know, I mean, Raleigh still has that feeling of, yeah, you know, there's excitement when uh, one of the established chefs opens a new place, but there's also just as much excitement when a new cheesecake factory opens. Right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, you know, just speaking uh, to it as an outsider, or yeah. as an observer, I mean. Um, so tell me a little bit about the menu planning for the truck, because, you know, you guys, uh, a few, I'm trying to think of when this was, Maybe the winter uh, rodeo of 2012 Whoa. had a pie on the menu called the Greek Farmer, which was <laughs> one of my favorites you guys have ever put on the menu, and that I haven't seen it in a long time since. I would say some of our slices, you know, that we really like, and they get in heavy rotation, and some of them, unfortunately, are just kind of one-offs, you yeah. know, that just honestly just don't stay in the brain. Right. You know, we've we've done a billion of them, and we definitely go back through different um, Instagrams and whatnot and try to remember what we've done, because we get a lot of people asking just the way you did. You right. Know, you did this one, you know, a while back, but it's really what we have on hand and what's fresh at the moment. Cause we do a lot with the farmer's market, of you know, so like whatever we, you know, kind of have and are excited to go through, you know, right. Kind of at the moment, everything's pretty spontaneous. You so know? when you do stuff like, um, like the, the, the specialty pie I've noticed, like every time you guys are out is, is it called the local porker? With we, uh, support firsthand foods, right. you know, quite a bit. Yeah. We always, try to have their country sausage on mm -hmm. something and sometimes that will uh include bacon you know or pepperoni or right. salami sometimes they'll have mushrooms and onions and fresh garlic with mm -hmm. it you know sometimes do pesto with with uh with uh banana peppers and blue cheese you know yeah we try to make it you know very versatile but yeah we've done we're pretty loyal to those guys since they're you know one of the first local meat people of durham anyways right yeah you know? so that sort of answers the question i had then it's not a matter of what's available it's what can these guys do for us yeah exactly they can do so much more they they've got everything that's just you know the country sausage uh, I feel goes really well with our tomato sauce, you know, mm -hmm. that we make in uh, in our homemade dough. I feel like that, you know, that marriage is 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 pretty tight. We've used their Italian sausage a lot, their chorizo, you know, which is all good. You yeah, know, but I just I I like that the most. You know, we do a lot for um, we set up at the farmers market and do sell a lot of breakfast pizza that we have mm -hmm. and that has sauce that sausage on it. So I feel like we we like them a lot. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the thing that you have? You'd really like to get on the menu, but you're not at that point yet where you feel like you've perfected it and you're ready to to put your name on it. Um, I'd kind of say in general, I feel like there's so many things you can do in a food truck, especially mm -hmm. when there's a four by four pizza deck oven. Right. You know, so you can like I've, I feel like I've tried to flare a couple things and just it's not the right setting. So I. I'm just kind of excited to, be, to do like different salads or appetizer kind of things that I could get away with in a restaurant setting as right. opposed to, you know, doing, doing them in the truck setting, you know, mm -hmm. like as far as pizzas go, you know, I always, you know, I always like to 
slow cook anything in the spring summertime and put that on there so you yeah. know, could go off about <laughs> pork or you know doing something with kakalaki sauce again or you know anything like that but but the, the real flame is like you know pimping out a bunch of salads or appetizers or something fried i don't get a fryer you know in this trailer so you know just do, doing doing something fun you know yeah. making it making it a full menu so when you're you out know. there in the uh in the trailer how much because i know that a lot of the prep has to be done in your commissary right all the prep has all the to prep be, though, yeah. and where is your kite do you use the cooker? Uh, we use the cooker yeah okay mm-hmm. um so so give me an idea then of what are the steps that you guys can perform on the truck i mean is it when you say prep, do you mean like you have all the ingredients cold laid out together, then you just slide them in the oven on the truck, or how does it work? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we Everything is prepped in-house, like all the chopping is done, put mm-hmm. in two containers, but we lay out the dough and put the whole pizzas together on the truck. Okay. You know, like we have a refrigerator that's all dough and cheese and one that's all toppings right. and sauce. And we just make the pizzas on site and put them into the oven. So you're getting that whole that whole uh, pizza parlor feel smell going on all at once. It's not like pre-frozen and shoved in or anything. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting to hear who does what, you know, in the sure. conversary versus on the truck. Because, you know, we had Francois on uh, from Belgian Waffology. Sure. It was, you know, he, he was sort of having this back and forth with the health department of, you know, so much of this has to be done right away. You can't really freeze dough or you know anything like that sure yeah no there's and then like on the other side nate adams like all he does is steam on the truck yeah because that's the best product for him right exactly yeah Yeah, it's kind of i'd say every food truck has their own uh has their own loopholes to go through yeah you know their own hurdles for sure yeah you know so when you first get into the food truck business are you very much aware of what the health code regulations are was that kind of you really should be no it's i would say the best step is to walk with them hand in hand through everything right you know like make them your best friends they're nice people that that they want you all they're trying to do is make you do it right you know, yeah. so if you bring them in on the ground level, like they were every with us every step of the way with planning the, the trailer, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that we had, you know, everything in place where it needed to be. And, you know, and up until like before we opened, they, you know, they check you out and give you the pass or fail. And, yeah. they, and then they and then you open, you know, like I think it's very good to uh, to be on their level. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> have it you helps de- your future out. <laughs> have you dealt with people, if not here, if not with the truck? Um, you know, maybe out in Seattle or wherever, have you dealt with health inspectors that you feel like they are not, uh, you know, they are trying to say no more than they are trying to say yes. It sounds like here. Sure. I've heard this from a lot of people. It sounds like here, the health inspectors in Durham County want to say yes to food truckers. Yes. They're very, very supportive. And even more than that, they want to provide you with the tools to be able to say yes if they can't yet. You know, they definitely just have come over with pamphlets before to, to, you know, about things that are going on. You know, there's a, there's a lar- uh, an adoption of a lot of new rules in the mm-hmm. last couple of years, you know, that they've, that they've, so their whole program has had to kind of lift up a little bit and to a higher platform. And I feel like they're very helpful in making sure that we all knew exactly what that meant for us. Right. Cause we went from a pass fail to a grade score, mm-hmm. you know, essentially, which was pretty huge for the food truck standards, you know, so like they're very, you know, they didn't want to just, you know, yell at us or anything. They just wanted to help us survive. Sure. So that was, that was nice. So <laughs> how much of your job and maybe, maybe this is more of a, a yeah, maybe it's for Betsy's job, but yeah, probably your job too. How much of it is studying? Cause you go from Durham County to Orange County to Wake County. And how much of it is it, is it knowing, 
uh, who or where you can do what? Um, you know, they're they're pretty similar. I would say. Uh, I said Betsy. It's Becky, isn't it? Oh, uh, Becky. Yes, yeah, my wife. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um, they're all. Each place is really isn't. Each county isn't that far off, and as long yeah. as you're, you know, keeping the standards, you know, keeping right. the gloves on and the bleach bucket around, then, you know, no worries. Right. <laughs> Got hot water. Okay. It's not like one uh, requires chimp servants to. Yeah. yeah. And and normally only your county. I mean, any county can jump on any food truck and check things out, but sure. normally it's just going to be your county checking you out. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the general rule. Yeah. Of it all. So how much, uh, when you're not on the truck on a job or in the kitchen prepping? Uh, how much time do you have to actually just be Mike and Becky, or is it always? <laughs> or are you always thinking in terms of pie pushers mode? Oh, I would say yeah, those go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say when we first opened, uh, we're about to be four years old, like mm-hmm. at the the April first. Um, so I'd say the first couple years. Um, there was no personal time at all. And yeah. I feel like we've worked on a good balance to kind of get more of that. You know, it's all on the, uh, the staff you have and the caliber of that staff at the right. time, you know? So, uh, last fall I broke my ankle and, um, was out of commission for about three or four months. Mm-hmm. And my, my guys totally took care of me and we had no issues, you know? Yeah. And now we have three employees, you know, so like it's, you know, it's that ebb and flow of everything. Right. So, you know, I, I think that we can balance our lives out pretty pretty well. I think it's the older we get at this, the better we are at handling this. And, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, Mondays, maybe the food, the truck doesn't go out and we're hanging out with our friends on Monday night, right. you know, to kind of remember that you have friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at one point when you guys were opening the truck, when you were getting started, you talk about now you have three employees. Did you, uh, did you wait until you had enough money to get some employees in the beginning. Did you think the two of you could do it on your own? That was my plan was for us to do it on our own. And then you realize you can't do that. But I would say, um, I, you know, this is, uh, building this brand and whatnot as your baby. Right. So right. like I wasn't ready to not be on the truck to let it go probably till the second year. You know, yeah. so I definitely made every pizza and was on every shift for at least the full first, you know, first two years. So you really don't need that many employees when, you know, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So we had one or two for then, and we've had a lot more just, it's kind of the season, you know, you, you, uh, hire up for the, for the busy season Mm -hmm. and see who wants to last for the, for the slower season. Yeah. You know, just kind of that ebb and flow. So when you were from starting the truck to now, have you been, um, have you done a job yet that you didn't think, food trucks were, were ever going to be a part of like a wedding or something like that? Or were you pretty, were you pretty mm-hmm. open to the fact that food truck is such a new frontier? We don't know where we're going yet. Yeah. I think that's the, definitely the the idea to adopt is that we can do anything. You yeah. Know, I guess I was surprised the first time we got asked to do a wedding, but uh-huh. you know, it's really popular now. We do a lot of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's, it's cheaper, honestly. I mean, I've worked for a lot of catering companies, Absolutely. We, you yeah. know, and we do private catering as well. And like, I know where those prices can, can be. And when you're, you know, juggling so much else, it's definitely the thriftier option, right? You know, and the, the food's fine, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I have a, uh, have a couple of friends that did, um, uh, a couple of trucks for a housewarming party oh, cool. and just having, um, done, uh, you know, I was telling you before we started recording that my dad was a chef and sure. had, a, had, when I was a, growing up, had a very, uh, nice high end steakhouse in Mobile, Alabama. And oh, cool. so was, was aware of what he charged for catering and for, you know, um, uh, facility rental and stuff like sure. that. 
you could get probably two or three trucks for the price of what some people charge for that. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Easily. So do you guys have, I mean, you know, I'm not asking you to put anybody in the outs here or anything, but do you have trucks you prefer to work with or trucks that when someone is going to do like a smaller rodeo that, you know, so-and-so will say, Hey, you should talk to the guys from pie pushers. And you might say, Hey, you should talk. Sure. Everybody's got friends. Of course. I'm not going to name any names by any means, but yeah, everyone has the, everyone's, have the trucks that they like to work with and some trucks complement other trucks better. Right. You know, it just kind of depends right. You know, on, on the lineup, but, and also like, so there's if you different... do a dessert truck, you could become very popular in the food truck. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I would definitely say, um, um, I would say there's plenty of cupcake trucks and they all do a great job. But if, you know, I feel like if you're doing ice cream or other desserts mm-hmm. that really kind of stand out in a particular way, you know, like I think waffleology is doing a great job, you know, like, as long if you can be versatile, then yeah, you could get a lot of work. Yeah. You know, because everyone's doing savory food for sure. Sure. You know, so do you still play the drums at all? I do. Um, very recreationally. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, don't really have time to do anything serious. Band yeah. gets together. We're actually talking about getting together and finishing an album maybe in the next year or so, but I don't even, it's like, November to February, I can hang out then. Right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> we start getting busier in March, and yeah, we're pretty much done. So yeah. if, if you guys got together to finish it, let's say it happens in November, you get together, you finish an album, uh, would it have to be like a one to two week rush process, and then let's immediately hit the road if we're going to promote this thing? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think any of us could possibly hit the road and promote anything ever right. again. You know, like <laughs> Shane's uh, has twins. You know, every, everyone's doing their own project. Just being able to get that album out and do it for yourself would, you know, yeah. be the be the reason to do it. But I would say. Uh, uh, touring and hitting the road is, is a younger man's game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's certainly being on a, being on a food truck, you have the similarity in a band Most of definitely. You know, truck, van, all that kind of stuff. But there's also a very similar spirit to rock and roll and working in a the kitchen. They are very parallel. Yeah. Like, it's amazing you know, how much is parallel. You know, it's definitely been a topic many times. You know, I, I totally agree with you. Each station to the kitchen is, is each instrument, you know, right. the show is the service. Like, yes. You know, as well as you do is, is, you know, how awesome you are. (laughs) And I guess it's sort of coming from a musician background, you probably, I would, you know, there, there are some people, maybe not restaurateurs, but there's some employers that might freak out with the idea of, all right, we can count on this guy for two months and then he's probably out. I mean, like you were talking about staffing up during the busy times and then figuring out who's going to be around for the slow season. That's got to be something that you at least have some experience with. Most definitely. Yeah, that was definitely. That was more of the plan when we first started out is that I do have a lot of musician friends and some of them do tour quite a bit. So I was really right. trying to get them to uh, to be around my trailer when they weren't there. You know, that, that <laughs> yeah. was the plan. And that worked for a couple of them. I had a guy that worked with me on and off for three and a half years, you know, mm-hmm. and he's still playing music, you know. So it's um, I, I like that, that style mentality because it's definitely um, a style of person that can, um, you know, like that can finish, you know, where am I going with this? That, that, that knows how to work hard and play hard, you know, like they can, right. they can get the job done because they know that they're going to the next thing, you know, rather right. soon and doing their, their personal, you know, their personal artist thing. Yeah. But, and, and not, I'm not talking about musicians specifically, but the, the people that are comfortable doing the, you know, two months, this job. And then those sure. people are also, I would imagine can be very comfortable working for pizza. Yeah. <laughs> people like food. Yes. Yeah. 
it's really close to catering. You yeah. Know, that on off cycle. Yeah. So musically, what is it you like to do? Who are your influences? Um, I definitely have listened to a lot of the punk rock, mm-hmm. um, ska stuff. Um, you know, everybody likes the Pixies, I think. Definitely the uh, 70s, 80s, uh, California um, punk rock. Yeah. Nine, 90s. I was 18 and 93. So, you know, all that kind of fell on me, too. Right. <laughs> Hard. And I guess, were you in Seattle at that around that time? Um, no, I moved there in 99. Okay. So. From from here? From North Carolina? Um, I lived in California a year. But, yeah, essentially. I okay. I Chapel Hill a little while. Yeah. So, when you are, uh, when you, are you know, experiencing all that, are you... Do you ever like later on when you're up there going through culinary school and 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 the rest of the time you're in Seattle? Do you see some of those guys that you thought were just amazing? Like whether it's on their way back down or in Seattle doing the local well, thing sure. now. I will say most anyone that cooks in a decent restaurant in Seattle has has uh, made food for any number of rock stars. Right. You know, like I've, most anyone from Pearl Jam or Soundgarden or well, yeah, like Chris like Cornell that. is like a crazy restaurateur. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I but I, I meant from the musician standpoint. Um, I was that like, how does that feel? Like, no, no, no. I'm saying like from as a musician, did you have that experience of our band is on, you know, before or after? Um, I mean, did whether, I get to whether play it's, with anybody fun. No, well, no. I'm, I'm not. I mean, like, I don't even mean the biggest of the big. Like, are you seeing you know folks from like I don't know Screaming Trees or people that are still at it? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, no. There's that. Yeah, there's a lot of those musicians. I unfortunately didn't get to play with too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a billion band. Like every big city has a lot of bands. Of you course. Know, but Seattle is definitely one of them. Right. You know, and several like like food. Uh, definitely several tier levels of of bands. You know, yeah. <laughs> as well. Uh, this uh, this may come off like uh, like me hitting hitting on you. I promise it's not. But uh, the for a guy who has worked in the restaurant business for so long, I would never have guessed you're older than me. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you found out you my wear age. It well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the furthest you've taken the truck? The furthest I'm taking the truck. You, like, what, what's the furthest you've taken it from? Oh, uh, physically. Um, you know, we've, I think maybe 45 minutes to an hour out. Yeah. You know, we've haven't gone to Greensboro yet, but I think we've gone about that distance. Yeah. You know, um, the truck weighs, um, almost 9,000 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, with food and everything. So the, uh, so in terms of taking it, like maybe even to Greensboro, it's going to be very tough to make it worth your time. Yeah. Well, um, you just ask for a, you ask for a gas per diem kind right. of thing, you know? Um, but it's, you know, and it's also where on the transmission, we're of on course. our second vehicle. We just bought a truck uh-huh. a couple months ago, you know, transmissions like and engines like to yeah. have a hard time pulling 8,000 pounds. You know? Yeah. So, I'm a little hesitant. Like we've been asked to go to Wilmington. We even had something uh, um, set up, and a major storm came through, and mm-hmm. it all got canceled. So I'm definitely interested in taking it places, but you know, it's just got to be worthwhile. Yeah, you know. I forgot you guys are a trailer, not a uh, not like an old uh, mail truck or something exactly. like that. Yeah, no, which I'm. It's really the only way we could have gone with the mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, deck ovens in there. You just we needed a little bit more, sure, a little bit more room, sure, you know. It, when you guys first started doing the trailer, I mean, surely you did not think like this soon in. Like you said, you're not even quite to four years old yet. That'll be in a couple months. Did you think you know this is some this is a possibility of having to get a new vehicle this early in the game? Um, I mean, because obviously, look, the the not having to re outfit a new trailer is a plus, but still, anytime you have to purchase a new vehicle, that's, yeah, yeah. I think the main thing was 
doing so not letting it slow us down right. you know that's why we did the the trailer for sure is that you know we just um we borrowed a buddy's truck you know mm -hmm. or got something from u-haul you know just to make it happen but um honestly i've had that like we toured in that van for the previous conversation mm -hmm. so like i kind of felt like that van did what it needed to do <laughs> right. you know it, it got us through three plus years and you know and you can't it got, complain about that thing. right yeah, yeah yeah no it went all over the u.s beforehand so you know there's the, there's no worries with that i kind of think we we're you know hitting that next step to where now the tundra will last forever right you know? <laughs> so the last question before uh before we wrap this up when you talk with other food truckers whether it's from this area or from you know other areas friends from culinary school what is it you hope to kind of learn or ideas you kind of hope to take away from one another? Well, that's a good question. I mean, sir, surely it's not something as simple as do you have a good recipe for X? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. Hmm. I don't know. I, th I think just learning, you know, how to survive in the, in the food truck world is right. something huge. Cause like when I started, you know, I had the passion of cooking and now, you know, I can make a generator work, you know, when no <laughs> right. one else can, <laughs> you know, it's like the little things, you know, there's a lot of little things like I, you know, I'm not very handy around the plumbing scene or any, mm -hmm. you know, electrical scene, but I've, ne I've definitely picked up enough things, you know, like I can, I can, uh, I can fix the thermal coupler in the, in the deck oven now, yeah. you know, <laughs> like little <laughs> things like that, you know, so I, I, I think that's, those are the beautiful things, you know, just learning the things you didn't mean to learn right. you know, on the, on the way. It's so fun. I love hearing what, uh, what food truckers say, you know, they learn along the way cause it's never. It never has anything to do with food. You know, uh -uh. I mean, like, like you, you already Adams, know that. Yeah, Nate yeah. Adams told me he learned the value of finding a flat place to park. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Francois said he learned that sometimes you have to be an asshole and say, "Tough, I got to this outlet first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Hmm, that's yeah. I like keeping yeah. <laughs> and and here we are, generator and slowly working your way towards plumbing, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> well, Mike, thanks so much, man. All right, thanks, thanks for having me, buddy. drummer and now part-time electrician i suppose big thank you to uh mike hacker for uh hanging out with us uh today on spooning with dimitri uh next week we will talk to matthew boyd he is the owner uh of buffalo brothers all three locations uh across the triangle we'll talk to him uh about not only opening your own restaurant but then turning it into uh your own franchise he also owns restaurants up in uh, western new york so we'll get sort of the idea of what it's like to own uh, a place that you cannot visit every day uh all right i think that is uh, all i have to get to today um so let's put the bow on this because i'm going outside to build a snowman Introduce myself